We have a fantasy number one in C minor by Florence Price with the performances from Resonance Works, Maureen Conlon Gutierrez on the violin and Rob Frankenberry at the piano.
We heard a wonderful piece by Florence Price, that fantasy number one in C minor, played by violinist Maureen Conlon Gutierrez and pianist Rob Frankenberry. And with me is the artistic director and founder of Resonance Works, Maria Sensi Selner. Maria, it is so good to see you, and how wonderful to hear these uh, guys. Are you doing some Florence Price coming up, or uh, no? But <laughs> but we have in the past. Yeah, um, no, you have. Yeah, it, it's great thrill for us to be here and help celebrate WQED's fiftieth fiftieth birthday. And uh, we thought about who we could, what we could do. Uh, and Florence Price, Maureen has has That's has this piece at her piece. fingertips. Yeah. Um, over the COVID years, we, we did a lot of digital programming, mm-hmm. and this is a piece actually Don Posey uh, performed for a digital program mm-hmm. that, that we did, and, and Maureen also did a digital recital with us. So it's, and you know, we're really committed to the work of, of composers who are women and um, I- improving equity and representation in programming. So, uh, and this is just a fabulous piece. It's beyond a fabulous piece. I love how Florence Price has really found a resurgence and, uh, you know, finding the symphonies in the attic and all the things that are being recorded today, but this piece was quite wonderful. Um, Maureen, tell me a little bit about, did you find this piece, or did uh, just is it a part of your repertoire? What's going on? Well, it's a piece that deserves to be played quite a bit and be part of the uh, you know, the violinist's repertoire. And like you said, I'm so glad that her music is becoming um, something that's heard more often, performed more often. And when I was uh, preparing for a recital a couple weeks ago and putting together a program, I just I wanted great music. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a great piece that not only is fun to play, but it's also fun to listen to. And that's how it made it on my, on my program. And um, when Maria said, hey, you want to play something? I was like, well, how about this? Yeah. yeah. I, just, yeah. But, but there's a wonderful sense of, you know, she, she takes these folk tunes that we sort of think we Absolutely. know, and she mm-hmm. just uh, weaves them in through there. It's, they're fabulous. Yes. And it's very typical of her early, earlier music. Uh, she has two fantasies. This is from her earlier part of her um, compositional career. And then there's a second one. Uh, actually, Rob and I were talking about it yesterday. It's from her later period, and you can you can really hear the difference in in the way her writing evolved and and how she used her um, her roots and all those you know the spirit the neuro spirituals that kind of weave in and out mm-hmm. and what she did with harmony. So it's really cool to to be able to hear that in her music. Well, we know I know a lot of her symphonic work. Was she a pianist or was she a violinist? What? She was a pianist. So yeah. Rob Frankenberry, you were banging on those keys over there, having a great time, uh, especially yeah. near the end. She put a few tricky bits in, I have to say. Yes. Yes. In fact, you know, this was from apparently two days in July of 1933, this particular piece, and uh, I don't believe was published until 2019. Really? Um, So I believe it probably was played a few times, but really it's just finding its way into the repertoire. Um, But yeah, there's there are a few uh, bits to practice. I I don't see it being played (laughs) in the salon because it's like... It's it's raucous. It's boisterous, shall we say. uh, Well, her piano sonata is something that I recommend everyone check out. Um, it is um, um, it stands in the repertoire of the great piano sonatas, and I feel should be played by 
every pianist who has any chance of getting their fingers on it. So well, look it up. Uh, Rob Frankenberry, a mainstay of the Pittsburgh musicians uh, here, and not only a fabulous pianist, but a tenor extraordinaire, and uh, Thank you. Uh, been a part of this town for so many years. Yeah, that was very tenory of you. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Maureen, part of uh, the musical scene here, too. Tell me a little bit about uh, being here in Pittsburgh. Well, it has been several years. I'm not going to say how many, but <laughs> it's been um, a wonderful journey from you know starting out at CMU and actually being in school with Maria. Oh we my were goodness, there at the really? same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, okay. So we go that far back, which is only um, two or three years. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't so, that yeah, long yeah. ago. So. Not like 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Great. Um, and you know, ever since then, and working with her there, and then when she started. Um, Resonance Works, when she asked me to, to come on board, I was like, yes, please, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, And I just love everything that she stands for, the organization stands for. And, um, you know, I think it's organizations like these that are really going to change how people perceive classical music. Mm -hmm. And also for musicians, how we choose to present it to our audiences and what we choose to put on the programming, uh, which is super important. I think that's a huge part of, of what of what's happening. of what yeah. resonance work is about and um, I just feel very honored to be able to be a part of that group well, and we feel honored as a part of WQED to spread the word, to get it out there, to make sure that everybody knows that somebody like Resonance Works is performing. And speaking of performing, what is coming up next? Yes, absolutely. So we're also celebrating a birthday this year. You this are. is our 10th season. Mm -hmm. And we have concerts coming up on March 3rd and 5th. On March 3rd, we will be at the First United Methodist Church. Uh, in Bloomfield, and actually, this is new, hot off the presses. Uh, the fifth, the performance on March fifth will be back at the Carnegie Music Hall in Carnegie, um, which is a which is a little bit of a move for us um, for that program. The program is called "To Breathe Free." Rob named it, um, and it's uh, it. it we have a fabulous world premiere on this program by Jill DeLyons, which we commissioned in honor of our 10th anniversary season. And we talked about you know what does it mean to have a landmark like this, like like a 50th birthday or a 10th mm -hmm. anniversary. And we we talked about looking backwards at all of the things that have, have been done, but also looking forward with possibilities. So she's written a piece for us. Um, it's called Gaining the Ledge. Mm -hmm. And it's on texts of remembrance and possibility. And to me, that's also what the program is about and, and really kind of the season for us. Um, the rest of the program will open with a George Walker lyric for strings. Ooh. Uh, followed by a piece we were supposed to do in March of 2020 that got canceled because of COVID, which is um, To the Hands by Caroline Shaw, which is a beautiful piece. Goodness, I love it so much. For um, chamber chorus and string quintet um, that was part of a commission by The Crossing in mm -hmm. Philadelphia. It's it's after the Buxtehude Memoria Zu Nostri, um, and she takes texts from different sources, some from the Latin that Buxtehude used, and some from uh, her own paraphrasing of different texts, including uh, a, a, a paraphrasing of the poem on the Statue of Liberty by Emma Lazarus, where, you know, give uh, um, her beacon hands beckon, give mm -hmm. to me all those who yearn to breathe free. And that, you know, the sense of communal, um, 
community and communal responsibility that we have to each other and, and, and for those that are suffering around us. And then the second half will be the Jilda Lyons premiere and then we end the program with Appalachian Spring, which we performed on our very first season really? uh, back in June of 2014. You've played that program a couple times oh on WQED. Gosh, yeah. so, and that's a piece I could conduct every year of my life if, oh. I, if I could do it. But it's been 10 years, so I figure it's time. It's time to revisit it. And that is of course, uh, a piece where you know you look at the frontier and you look at the at the how what you what it took to get there, and mm -hmm. then looking out on the on the unknown and the possibility of things to come. And so that's the idea of the program. Excellent, and that's in March. But I know you have mm -hmm. more coming up. We do, yes. we do, we but have. But wait, there's but more. But wait, <laughs> yes. So uh, on the heels of our fabulous, uh, successful performances of, of the Saint John Passion back in 2019, we said, you know, what we need to do is more Bach. And so our everybody always needs to do yes. more Bach. Yes, it's not done enough. So we have uh, we're doing uh, three performances of the Bach B minor Mass at the end of April. April 28th will be at Fox Chapel uh, Presbyterian Church on their series. On the 29th will be at Coriopolis United Methodist Church, and then on the 30th we finish it all off at Heinz Memorial Chapel just down the street. Excellent. So and we'll have we you know it's not enough to have just a couple of soloists. So we've got a whole <laughs> slew of soloists, Charlene Canty and Katie Williams, nice. uh, Laura McGill, Kara um, Cornell, Timmy Williams, mm -hmm. and a couple of folks that are coming back to us from out of town, Matt Scollin, if, 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 if some of us remember, and right, Javier right. Abreu is joining us, and, and there's a couple more. But we'll have a, a really fabulous um, crew for the B minor mass, which, as far as I know, hasn't been performed in Pittsburgh since 2010. Oh, wow. Great. So. so wonderful. Well, I can't thank you enough for stopping by, helping us celebrate our 50 years here in Pittsburgh, classical music. And uh, because of you, we thrive and survive. So thank you so much. Well, that's a, that's a symbiotic relationship. Because of you, we also <laughs> thrive and survive. So we brought you so we brought you birthday presents. <gasps> we have a Ooh. new, we were one of, as part of our 10th anniversary, we had some rebranding. So we've got some swag here for the swag, WQED crew oh my with, gosh. Our, with our fabulous new t-shirts. And there's some pens here for you. And, you know, too. this is wonderful, too, because uh, this teal is kind of like the QED teal. Well, you know, I yeah. might be wearing... Could you be? Oh, you're wearing... My okay. w, you um, can't I'm see on the radio, but my WQED Argyle socks. Really close to the mic. Really close to the mic. This is my ankle, folks. Okay, there right, we go. Right there. You, so yeah. you have the Argyles, and I have the These are the uh, newer ones. Yeah, the, I have... This is the WQED I have those on the, too. the uh, yeah. so. Oh my they gosh. do. They match. They, so you can. You they can, do. You so and Brian perfect. and Jim can pick which color you want. Excellent. I love and, it. Uh, I'm going to give yeah. Brian the pink one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maria Sensi Selner, artistic director and founder of Resonance Works, Maureen Conlon Gutierrez, and Rob Frankenberry. Thank you so much for sharing your music with us this afternoon. Thank you, Anna. It's great to be here celebrating with you. Thanks. <laughs>